This is Sports Jam. I'm Doug Doyle, and today we're talking about women's soccer, specifically NJNY Gotham FC. And my guest is the new president of Gotham FC and the highly respected New York City sports executive, Mary Wittenberg. Great to have you on the show. Doug, it's my privilege. Thank you so much for having me. Before we talk about your goals and your passion for building a sense of community and your amazing career and being a global advocate for women's sports, which is why I have all these women's sports jerseys behind me in support of all your efforts. Let's get everyone up to date on Gotham FC. One of the 12 teams in the National Women's Soccer League, Gotham FC has Olympic champions on the team, World Cup champions, and then WSL champions. We'll talk about that too. The club is currently tied for second place in the standings and within reach of the playoffs. And Gotham FC's two remaining home regular season games will be this coming Sunday, October 1st, and October 15th. And the October 15th game, by the way, all the games are played at Red Bull Stadium. October 15th, what a special match that will be, honoring soccer and cultural icon Gotham FC captain Allie Krieger. When we think about uh, this team, it's exciting. So I know one of your goals is to make the tri-state area a global capital of women's soccer. Mary, how do you do that? Uh, we do that by bringing fans uh, on this journey with us. We already have extraordinary world-class athletes here. You asked what's going on at Gotham FC. We're a team on the rise for sure. This is These women are the best players in the world. They're here on this team. And a year ago, we were at the bottom of the table. Our incredible GM, Yale Averbush, hired an extraordinary coach, Juan Carlos Amarez from Spain. Um, we have a great mix in coach and staffing um, from around the world. And, and they have not only recruited these incredible players, but helped them develop. And the team spirit here is unrivaled. So we have everything we need on the pitch. Now we need to bring fans from ent this entire region to come be part of this with us. You've done this before where you had a sport and you've created magic. And once again, I keep saying, we'll talk about it. We will. We'll talk about being a part of the Roadrunners and making the New York City Marathon what it is today. But let's talk about Gotham's SC roster. Wow. Defender Allie Krieger, as we've already mentioned, a soccer icon, two-time World Cup champion, leader for women's equality and LGBTQ plus rights. What has it meant to Gotham FC to have Allie Krieger as its captain? Well, Allie's bigger than the game. She has made an extraordinary difference. I've been on the road with the team since I started in early August. So I've been to four away games. Not only is she loved here, as you would expect, at Gotham FC, but in North Carolina, in uh, NDC, in San Diego, in all these other markets, you can't believe the number of people and young people who come out to honor Allie and every time with lumps in their throat and deep meaning they say she's really made a difference for them this will be my final and and last year playing professional soccer and I'm so excited to celebrate uh, with my friends my family my teammates uh, coaching staff and and just everyone uh, the, most importantly the fans over the years so for us to have Allie Krieger as our captain, we have a woman of incredible, um, not only skill and speed, which by the way, I can't, she's, she's so fast and so talented. It's, it's kind of amazing to watch, uh, 
very amazing to watch, but she's a woman of integrity and a woman who was ahead of her time by really authentically living as she is and, and sharing with the world who she is in a way that would help make space for other people. So it's massive for the team and, and we're just the lucky ones in the in this whole entire league who have her on their team. And when Mary Wittenberg talks about speed, she knows about it because as a marathon runner, she uh, knows about speed and, and endurance and everything like that. Can you talk about how you got connected with soccer? Because I know some of your best memories, I understand, are are with being with friends and and watching the FIFA Women's World Cup action. Yes. Well, first, uh, my marathon running is um, a, was about a snail's pace compared to uh, Allie's sprinting on the field and our World Cup champion Esther Gonzalez is sprinting on the field and American Lynn Williams sprinting on this field. So. Uh, it's like talking about two different, um, it's like being in the fast lane and the, in the walking lane, I'm, I'm in the walking lane, but I love running and I love, um, sport as a way to bring people together. So that's how I've spent most of my career working in running and cycling. People would best know here locally growing the New York city marathon and New York road runners to be a year round community where everybody felt welcome to come and participate as both a runner at, of any pace, as well as a fan. And so the similarity um, is to take that same welcome, welcoming spirit, that same idea of invitation to the same market, which is uniquely New York and New Jersey, and welcome everybody to be part of this journey with with Gotham and, and come come be part of it. So that's that's how they come together. The World Cup has loomed large in, in my life as it has for many people as an early introduction to these extraordinary athletes and and in yet another like the Super Bowl, like the marathon, like the the moments when we come together with friends and family and follow sports that we might not follow every every day or every year. That's what the World Cup has meant to a lot of people and means to me. And and I've always wanted the chance to go really deep in soccer because I think women's soccer really leads women's sports and is critical to to the global revolution that that we're in the midst of in in women's sports really changing the game on the pitch and well beyond in terms of women truly achieving equality. Yeah, equality is a big thing when we hear about soccer because if it wasn't for the success, I don't know if that equality would have been reached when it comes to equal pay, right? You have to have success on the field to have power behind you. And the U.S. women's soccer team has certainly had that. And now women's sports continues to grow. Just watching the WNBA playoffs last night, what amazing talent for both the Liberty out there as they were playing the Connecticut Sun. Then I watched the second game, you know, it had Dallas in the and the defending champ, Vegas and watching Asia Wilson, these players and Brianna Stewart, women's sports is really at its just height right now. And think how proud we can be here in New Jersey, New York. The Liberty started, what, 20 years ago? The Gotham FC began 13 years ago. It's very exciting now. San Francisco is about to get their first NWSL franchise, and it was just announced they're going for WNBA team. And that is amazing. And think how proud we can be that this region is well over a decade and two in the case of WNBA at 
at supporting the effort. And it's been a long build. And, and I, I think we'd be extra proud that we've been part of this region and these fans and these owners and these partners have all been a part of reaching this tipping point that we're clearly reaching. And the Liberty are a great example and Gotham are a great example. And by the way, I think we are the two local teams. They are definitely in, uh, in the thick of the playoffs with Liberty. Great win last night. And uh, we are very close here. So uh, we can all be proud. And to your point on the fight for quality, it is amazing that as women, we've had, they've had to, we've had to be successful without a lot of advantages to getting there, but, but in with a real drive to be successful, to be able to champion equality. And I'm so excited. I'm here today at Red Bull stadium because it's our home stadium. It is one of the most beautiful stadiums in the entire world. Uh, we're doing a meet and greet with our season ticket holders tonight. And I'm so deeply appreciative for every one of them because they help us elevate these players. And every time I walk in the door here, I think we want our players to be paid at least what the men are paid. They are the best in the game and they deserve that. So that's why that's what drives me every day. I, I'm here to bring in our fans and our partners, welcome everyone to be part of this and really drive the overall value um, for these women. Cause if we can show equality on the pitch, it can, it, it once again, makes a difference in all kinds of equality in life for, for women. I think it's also important to stress that, yes, young girls are watching Gotham FC and saying, I'd like to be the next Ali Krieger. But young boys are also watching now, too, because they realize that this sport is worldwide and they, they understand the talent. Now, I can't go toe-to-toe with, with soccer players and, 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 and talk about you know, the specifics of the game on the pitch. But when we talk about success and we talk about rising you know, to, to different levels, the National Women's Soccer League, NWSL, has a lot of momentum right now. So how do you see it evolving? Well, first, thank you. One of our ambitions is to be a North Star for young girls and boys throughout this region to really show them what they can do on the pitch. And again, just in life for, by going after big goals and 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 getting, getting there, trying to do their best. Um, so that's very important to us, this league we are scratching the surface. We have a very, again, we already have the best players in the world. That is, that's a unique place to be as a, as a league that's still in the early days where we're very early is on the commercial side. The opportunity for brands, and there are a number of great brands, like we're lucky to work with CarMax, Diageo. I mean, these are world-class brands that actually identified us. CarMax, two years ago, looked at the market and who did they choose? Liberty and Gotham FC. I think that's incredible foresight, but we're, we are early days. So part of our job is again, building the commercial proposition because brands help tell the story, right? They market, they buy advertising, they, they help spread uh, this story for us. And the NWSL is still very early days um, on the commercial side in my, in my mind. And most importantly, Fans can come be part of this. Like who we we are the builders, the staff at Gotham today. We're not the ones who want to come into something fully built and 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 just you know, you know get it to the its next next natural place. We want to make you know we want to leapfrog. We want to make big steps in in where we're going. And our fans get to be part of that. You're coming into something that a decade from now you can be really proud when 
people everywhere know Gotham FC and you were part of building it. So early days, early days. And we welcome everyone to come be part of all of this with us. Mary Wittenberg and others at Gotham FC understand it's, it's about entertainment and it's about building a brand. And I want you to talk a little bit about Common Ground. And Common Ground is an exciting partnership of music and women's soccer. The original content series, Common Ground, is produced in collaboration with Gotham FC, official Scotch Whiskey partner Johnny Walker, and United Masters. I know you're excited about this. I love this. Well, Doug, I was excited to talk to you for many reasons. And you have that jazz voice, but you <laughs> talk a lot about jazz and sport. We love, uh, I think it's so important to marry music, sport, entertainment, everything about culture, especially here in our region, from food and fashion um, to, I really think music is sort of front and center. So we were thrilled when Johnny Walker wanted to do this series with us. So what we've done is they're all artists in many ways. We've taken these world-class athletes with these incredible independent musicians, um, artists, uh, mostly in this region. And they do this sit down and they they talk about where they have common ground as athlete and artist. It's incredibly compelling. And what's happened, which wasn't planned in advance, is they've gone from this conversation together one-to-one, we're on the fifth one, fifth athlete, fifth artist, they get paired together and they want to do more. So this upcoming weekend, the artist, Nomeni, is coming and she's going to be our anthem singer. So incredible for us because not only can people go to YouTube and follow it, but now as part of entertainment in the stadium, which is where your question began, we have this incredible independent artist who's going to sing our national anthem and be part of the, the important pregame to a uh, critical push for the playoff game on the pitch. I don't have to tell you this, but it was one of the reasons why I even started this podcast in 2008 was athletes want to be entertainers or athletes want to be musicians. Musicians want to be athletes. And it's such you know a synergy between the two that this is common ground is a perfect series to, to explain that. Years ago, when I had the, the wonderful saxophonist Jimmy Heath talking to the late great Monty Irvin, they talked about going to the jazz clubs with Ernie Banks in Chicago and fighting. Basically, during the show, they were fighting over who Sarah Vaughn really liked the most at the club. I mean, so that's they all want to be, you know, they want to be something else. You would think that they would be satisfied with being a star in their world. But no, they they admire and and aspire to be others. So this this Common Ground series is a, is a great idea. Coming up on November 5th is the New York City Marathon, and I know we've already touched upon it. It's special to you. You were the first woman named president and CEO of the New York Road Runners Club and the first woman race director in the world's major marathons leading TCS New York City Marathon. So how proud are you that this race has become so big and, more importantly, means so much to people now? Yeah, I'm so proud of everybody that's involved in it because it does mean so much to so many people. It's a day where we're all part of something bigger than ourselves. And it's a day I always, it's always notable to me because it's two days before election day usually. And it's a day when you look out and I've had the privilege of being in the lead vehicle and you look out in on the streets of Brooklyn and Queens and the Bronx and Manhattan and people are shoulder to shoulder, nine, 10, 15 deep. And they're together. And and that is the, the magic of the marathon. And 
and what I love about the meaning of people going after the big goal is there's nothing easy about it. And so people stepping out of their comfort zone and dreaming to do something as big as the marathon is, is really compelling. And, and they get so inspired by inspired by all those people on the sidelines. So I love it. Um, I'm very proud of it. And this year I'm extra hopeful for what would be an extraordinary double where marathon morning is November 5th not to put any pressure uh but if we finish first or second in the table we'll host a game that night or the night before so wouldn't that be incredible it, it would and you know what's how big the marathon is i was just speaking with midori the acclaimed violinist the virtuoso she has a concert at nj pack on november 5th and that's the first thing she mentioned to me she says that's marathon day so she's well aware of the impact of that race in in her life and uh, she obviously is from Japan, but, you know, has been performing in the United States since she was 11 with the New York Philharmonic. So that's the impact that you have made, Mary Wittenberg, when it comes to the New York City Marathon. But running, as you mentioned, that's also a part uh, of your life. But born in Buffalo, New York, raised in a large Irish family. Go Irish. <laughs> There's also a connection to Irish is why I have uh, the uh, Notre Dame stuff on. You went to Notre Dame Law School. But when it comes to your background, you, you played all kinds of sports, softball, baseball, basketball, eventually got into cycling and got into cheerleading. You've done it all. And then you went to Canisius. And so this sports thing has been a family thing for you, hasn't it? It's from the earliest days. Uh, sports brought us together Su Sunday mornings while watching the Bills and Growing up, going to each other's deal to seven, I went to a lot of hockey and basketball and baseball and a little bit of soccer and all these different sports. And so it really brought us together. And, you know, it also in a big family and in in, in school, you know, where you're with all kinds of kids, we all found sports we excelled at. And I played a lot of sports I wasn't good at all at. And it actually was probably the greatest gift because I can hustle and I'm a great teammate and like I found ways to be a contributor without always being with most often not being the best one on the field um and I love that and I hope we can that's why I'm so driven because I want every kid to have that we're not all the best student we're not all the best musician we're not all the best athlete but we all can give it a try and be part of a team and 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 get to learn a lot about ourselves and, and realize there's a lot more we can do than we might ever think possible. What a great statement that is about when you think about Mary Wittenberg being a role model, not as an ex just a sports executive, but why we even have kids get involved in sports. You're not going to all make it to the pro level. It's the lessons you learn along the way. And for some, building a resume like yours, that produced all these results. So when you know that your son or daughter maybe isn't the best player on the team, oh. that's okay. Yeah, that's right. That's it's, it's all not, right. It's not what it's about. And if you listen to some of our superstars, like Lynn Williams, I was listening to on, on her podcast the other day, she wasn't pushed by her parents, right? So so like we're not all going to be best and even the best are we don't need to drive them to be the best every day they'll get there if they're going to be the best but to what you just said my success in my career what is that really a result of every single step from the marathon to launching a women's volleyball league to gotham fc it's because of the team 
I play well on a team and I like support other people. That's what the success is. It's, it's, it's not by any stretch as an individual. And so, you know, sports showed me that early and I hope, you know, the more kids that get to see that and get to see the joy they can derive from that kind of teamwork and the effort we put in the better. Some of these international players are going to be stepping out. Can you take advantage? Lynn Williams on cue! The Gotham FC team is filled with stars, we talked, but is there someone that you want to specifically single out? We talked about Allie, but uh, some of the other players that why you feel that people need to see them now? Yes. So uh, Mitch Pert is an American who is uh, just missed the World Cup team because she's gotten hurt and she's she's a grinder. Like we have these athletes who are stars and they've gotten hurt over years and like we'll just miss their chance to make a world cup team or other well what mitch has done here on the team is she's a um catalyst like she gets on that pitch and she's just full of energy and personality and she also does a podcast and she's someone to watch for sure and i respect a lot watching her bounce back from significant injury um and and inspire people by doing that Esther Gonzalez is our new uh, World Cup champion from Spain. And Esther has this world-class, world champion whole sensibility around her. Just you walk down a hall and you can feel it and see it. And she's got fire on the pitch. There's the goal! It's Gonzalez in her home debut! Gotham! incisive as ever Eli loves it it's 1-0 this is one where this is a bad ball in from Ashley Sanchez just into Gonzalez Washington Spirit got some pressure and some density but just failed to clear their lines here and Gonzalez doesn't need to be asked twice she's unmarked you haven't got the recovery there from Butel just it leaves Esther Gonzalez you can there finish she's not going to miss from that range so in this market, especially, I, I hope I can't wait till we can someday be fully English and Spanish. Um, she is going to be a superstar. So so watch her for sure. And then uh, I would call out athletes like Mana Shim, who was one of the young athletes a few years ago who stood up when she wasn't being treated as is as, as our athletes needed to be treated. Um without discrimination and fairly in the, in the league. And she was part of changing the entirety of the league and she's on our roster. So watch the ones on the pitch, see the ones on the bench and realize these women are game changers. So come join us. Into the box, off her right foot, cross in, yes! Wow, Mata Shim puts it home! In some ways, Many people were hoping for a three-peat for the uh, the U.S. squad in, in the FIFA Women's World Cup. But the fact that that didn't happen also shows how this sport continues to grow, doesn't it? That we have a new champion now. So you mentioned I've been in a number of sports. This is a truly global game. And it's always been that for a long time on the men's side. What we saw this World Cup, it's a truly global game for 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 the women's game and for us that's uniquely amazing because we are the global city right so this team we're talking about the nwsl 
we're a leader in the NWSL, but we're going to be a leader in the game of soccer around the world and the women's league in, in the UK is significant and in Spain and around the world. And, you know, as we get to a women's world cup, this Gotham FC will, will be in the thick of it. So it's a global game. And we have, even on our own team come cheer, we have a uh, Sinead Farley played on the um, Irish team. We have Bruninha, who played on the Brazilian team. We have Ifi, who played on the Nigerian team. So we have women uh, who played on on these global teams. And, you know, it was a statement of the power of the global uh, game that the Americans didn't uh, proceed to the championship this year. And that's okay. And you're speaking to us from Red Bull Stadium in in Harrison, a beautiful facility that, you know, has been the, the site of so much fandom people love to come to soccer and, and cheer don't they this they do and it's a uniquely um it's it's a stadium that was built for soccer right so it is so close to the pitch every seat feels close to the pitch it gets loud here um it's it's so worth it it's funny because we're we're in the middle of celebrating our season ticket holders and launching new ticket season ticket sales and i see the price at which you can come for 14 games and have this amazing experience. And again, coming from other sports, like this is, I think we just got to make sure people know about it because they're going to want to be part of it. So um, the stadium alone is, is worth seeing. I just wanted to mention because she kind of poo pooed her athletic prowess when she talked about how these soccer players are, are much faster. Just so you know, she had, such a strong performance at the Marine Corps Marathon. Mary qualified for the 1988 Olympic Marathon trials, but uh, an injury took you away from that. So don't don't tell me that you don't know how to uh, you don't know how to run because we we know you do. Uh, but then you focused on your law career and look what has brought you. So last question for you: You get to go to any sports event a women's sports event, either past or coming up. And you get to take three guests with you and they don't have to be still with us. They can be people from the past, but they can't be family. Who are you bringing and why? Oh my gosh. Okay. We're going to the um, World Cup in 2027 for women and here in the United States. And after this weekend, I'd like to bring Taylor Swift because clearly that she's moving the needle. I'd like to bring Michelle Obama because I think she's just extraordinary in every way. And, you know, I think Billie Jean King's still going to be changing the game but at that point. So that's what I would say. And I'd like them to all to come in the near term to the NWSL championships on November 11th and San Diego, when hopefully it's Gotham FC going for the win. Great answer. Look forward to 2027, but we really look forward to October 1st this coming Sunday and October 15th at Red Bull stadium as Gotham FC will have their final two regular season games. And don't forget the 15th will be that special day for Allie Krieger, the captain of Gotham FC, but the person who makes it all run and has her owner, Governor Phil Murphy, who will be on Sports Jam as well coming up. Mary Wittenberg, it's been a pleasure having you on the show and continued success. Thank you so much, Doug. It's been a joy. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. 
Sports Jam is a WBGO Studios production. You can hear all the past shows by going to wbgo.org slash sports jam or wbgo.org slash studios. You can also find Sports Jam with Doug Doyle on the NPR list of podcasts or wherever you hear podcasts. Special thanks going out to Joe Favorito this week for hooking us up with Mary Wittenberg. Until our next Sports Jam session, I'll see you at the game.